0: Hello, and welcome to Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate, a show about buying and selling homes in Montana and the power realtors and power lenders that make that happen. We are your hosts, Colleen Wood. And I'm Alicia Retz. Each week, we will discuss the housing market,
1: how to navigate it, and what questions you need to be asking yourself along the way. But that's not all.
0: We will also dive into how to navigate the ins and outs of being leaders in business and how to build a robust and dynamic team within that business and navigating the world as a career-driven professional, all while raising a family.
1: Join us as we share our highs and lows in real estate, business ownership, and motherhood. Are you getting rejected lately? Not rejected as much as just Crickets. (laughs) Crickets.
0: <laughs> There's nothing even to
1: reject. Yeah. There's just silence, which is maybe a more painful Are you grateful for that? I actually really am. I was going so many million miles of an hour. What I was doing was not sustainable. I had these crazy goals. I want to do 100 million in sales this year. Yeah. And I completely shifted. Uh huh. I just want to maintain and slow down. That's I, okay. I, yeah. yeah. And it feels better. And it's actually feeling easier. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not too too sad about it right now.
0: That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Well, because, you know, last year it was, had a lot of rejection. So much rejection. It was so dejecting with rejection. It was so deflating. Um, our clients were just like getting no, no, no. Like so much rejection. We were getting rejection. turned
1: down, constant rejections for listings, trying to get people to list, doing everything right. we could, telling them. And now, now all these the people time. are
0: coming out and of the weeds. they're
1: coming. I told them they should have listed list six months ago. And then rejection from the buyers, doing everything, writing these beautiful offers. Yeah. And
0: uh, it wasn't happening. Because it's so hard when, because we personally, like we're winners. We can't help it. We want to win. And so when we don't win, like we don't win a contract, we don't win an opportunity to be able to, I say we, because it's you, but I feel like I'm in it. Right. Um, But we don't win a contract. You know, we feel deflated like that's our income that's our how we put food on our table we put in all this work but the most important part is not how we're feeling it's about how our clients are feeling so you have to like cover up your feeling of rejection and feeling like a loser and suddenly go to the client and help support them through feeling rejected and they're never going to get the house and they're so sad and they already saw themselves in it and they bought furniture whatever the heck they did I
1: think the worst part of rejection for us is if somebody you know bought our side buys or sells with somebody else. Ugh. And I bet that happens to you even more than us, but I just it, have to stop looking. Yep. Yeah, it's crushing. Rejection is a different type of rejection.
0: You know, I think it's important to farm your sphere, but at the same time, I feel like when you farm your, like your most intimate sphere, it hurts so much more than working with people that, that don't know you. Like I still remember it and it's, it's been years now. I had a close friend that was setting up to do a refinance with me and they ended up going with someone else. And it was very, they were very like, she was all about it. And then suddenly it was not moving forward. And I talked to him and he was like, nope, going to work with who I get my deposit with. And that was like, like nothing. There was, there was nothing left to negotiate. He just, that was, that was just, it was just like, nope.
1: Yeah. It was some, a friend. And sometimes people don't even so much. understand how they, they just, I don't know. They think you're working on salary and they don't. Re- some people really truly are ignorant to how the process works. Yeah. But even so it's still freaking like, hurts.
0: I would never not go with you for the, the, no. the work that you do. I would never even think about it. Exactly. Not going with you. I, it just blows my mind. And I, I I have to remind myself commonly. And I I know we've chatted with this before is that, we are more loyal than most people.
1: Yes. And I'm sometimes loyal to a fault. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's definitely, so I don't understand when somebody can just be wishy-washy and all over the place. Right. And I'll have clients that I worked with for years and then suddenly I see their home listed. I'm like, whoa, what happened there? And like, oh, we were at an open house and this person offered to list it. I didn't blah, 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 blah. And it just, yeah. it's like, no, call me. I'm yeah. i always available.
0: You know, on our side of it, you know, part of the rejection that we get is not just with our clients. It's also with, building relationships with realtors. Like, you know how many no's that I get in order to like to connect with realtors? and Just wanna, for coffee? Just for anything, like, or just to return your phone call. You know, it makes you like feel so small uh, when they won't even acknowledge your existence. And it's like, you know, part of me gets a little snaky and I think... <laughs> <laughs> honey I did more than you did but the other part of me said it's like you know I really truly like want to work with cool people and, and I would never number one if you called and left a voicemail for me I would never not return it to you ever and I just think that's professional courtesy I'll just throw that out there but it hurts when somebody doesn't respond or it hurts when somebody says no. But like I tell my coaching clients, get excited about the no's because every no that you hear is one step closer to a yes. It's a numbers game. If you continue to go and keep swinging, you just keep swinging, keep, keep putting yourself as at, 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 for more opportunities at bat, you will hit. You will. You yep. just have to keep trying.
1: And the rejection gets so much easier. The first few rejections hurt so, 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 so bad. Late nights, venting about it all night with your husband, processing, <laughs> processing, <poor> husband. processing. <laughs> yeah. And now it's just a quick little blurb of your day. And it really, it the rejection does get easier. And we have all these old agents that we bitch about that say they're all, they get all cranky and mean. I really, truly understand how they slow, their skin gets tougher, they get tougher. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't want to be that way, but the rejection part has gotten so much easier. Because like you said, mm-hmm. Just because you get one no
0: doesn't mean the next one's a no. No. You're getting closer. <laughs>
1: no. Yeah, no. 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 You know, yeah. Get
0: excited about the no's. Yeah. It's part of the industry. It's part of what it is that we do. And you, you need to, to just it. just get, get excited about it. You're not going to yep. win every deal. Like, oh, we talk about for us, it's like rate and fee. You're not going to win every contract. You're not going to win every opportunity to, to lock in a rate. You're just not going to win every time. And so, get excited about it. I have a acronym that I personally love that I I that I uh, throw out there quite often, especially when my when my girls are down in the dumps, and I'm like, "Go find another deal. It's find. It's fuck it, next deal. Yes, yes. Like, get over it. Find is my new one. Go find another one. Fuck it, next deal. Yes. You know, and like that's what that's the mentality that you have to have. You cannot be transactional about it. It is not personal. It is not about you. They're not moving forward. They're not not moving forward with you because of you, because you're, you're ugly or whatever. They, <laughs> whatever we say in our minds, that is just that's just so deflating. It's not about you. It's about them. They're thinking about themselves and what's best for them. And they're associating with whatever opportunity they have is slightly better for them than what you have to offer. And it's no big deal. Right. You would do the same thing. I have a, well,
1: it's like a second cousin once removed type of situation being from the Valley, I've got a lot yeah. of family members. Yeah. And I was working with them for a while. They had a kid, kind of stopped looking. And then um, I was just doing my cold calls and seeing if they were still interested in buying and selling, like, oh, actually we just went under contract on something. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh. <laughs> okay, okay, Paul, congratulations. I'm so excited for you, tell me about yeah. the house. Um, I'm like, oh, but actually great, I'm so glad you called because we need to list our house now. It's perfect. So I got to list their house, it was a beautiful home in three forks, multiple offer situation. Excellent. And who do they call anytime they have real estate questions now? me.
0: Yeah. Because you did po- a better job. And I kept, I did, I did do a better <laughs> job
1: and I kept it positive. I didn't like shake them down for not using
0: me. Right. I just wanted to keep the conversation going and be excited for them. So that's the question. Like I've waffled with that as I've grown and matured in the industry is it's like, do you call somebody out for, for not, for not working with you? Who's like a close personal relationship? Do you, have you, have you I had think so. conversations yes. with them?
1: Yes. And I think still keeping it positive, which is which is just the way I go through the world. But asking the question is, okay, hey, why didn't you use me?
0: Yeah, Just curious, what did was I miss? there
1: something that I did? Is it that you didn't want to work with a close friend? Whatever it is, but I, I need to hear it. And spinning it to say, I constantly want to get better at my craft and
0: what I do. So right. any feedback you can give me, I'm open to hearing. Right, right. I do and think also making them feel a little bit bad about it. A little bit bad. Well, I, I, honestly, I think it's important that they know that you know. I agree. Because I do think that there is accountability for that. And I try really hard to support local and support my friends in whatever endeavors that it is that they're doing, and uh, and, and so to me it, it is a little bit of like a hey what did I I always say what did I miss why did what did I do to miss that opportunity right, which allows so the it conversation is, yeah to like I'm grow. blaming it my direction because I can handle that right but I but I do want to know. I do find pretty typically on my side of it and maybe your side too that people just don't want to mix finances and friends.
1: And I think it's definitely more on the lending side. Um, it, we get a lot of that too where they think we're going to see every single part of their bank <laughs> All statements. All their dirty and, laundry. Yeah, which is not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, educated buyers are aware of that but that's oftentimes not what they think to begin with. Um, but I could see on the lending side that definitely being
0: more of a problem. Yeah. yeah. People think that there's a level of dirty laundry and it, Honestly, I think people think that we're digging through their 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 bank statements, finding how much you know they're spending at the local right. casino, we'll say. But for you,
1: it's just a number. We don't like, care. You don't yeah. care. You're not actually actually even processing it in your brain as far as like, oh, this person makes a lot of money or this person doesn't. Right. It's just straight up putting the numbers in, seeing what works, what doesn't work, yeah. and what the
0: best situation is for them. Part of the problem is, is that we as humans associate people rejecting us or people telling us no as a level of failure. And honestly, we need to kind of reroute that and redirect our brains to think getting excited about like processing through people as quickly as you possibly can, be able to go through all the no's as quickly as you possibly can, being excited about ripping off those band-aids. And so like reframing that, that's not, just because you're hearing no doesn't mean you're not successful. It means you are successful. It means you are doing the things in order to sort the people and because you're going to get to that yes quicker so like quickly moving forward to them it's like people that don't return your phone calls that aren't going to give you the time of day they don't deserve your they don't deserve your attention like reframing that thought instead of crying in your oatmeal about somebody didn't call me back be like they clearly don't get to have me in their world
1: do you have the bad days though when you do get a lot of no's
0: it's gray outside literally or figuratively that it is hard to make that next phone call you know i do kind of get that little twinge in that like I feel like it's like in the bottom of your throat, you know, Mm -hmm. or like in next to your heart kind of, or just kind of like, it just kind of hurts a little bit, but it's like, that's your, I I mean, I call it your bitch voice, you know, and I just, uh, one of my coaching clients, um, she, she was, she named her bitch voice Brenda. And so (laughs) she's like, she's like, shut up, Brenda. And I think that that's important. Like you have to get control of the thoughts that are going through your mind and you do have control of it. To be able to identify a thought that is a negative thought, that's a debilitating thought and say, and like like Ed Milet talks about like rem- visually in your mind, seeing that thought like nobody likes me, they find me annoying or whatever it is, you know, they don't want to talk to me, whatever the BS that's going through your head and visually seeing that thought and, and visualize scratching it out.
1: Oh, I like that. Like
0: removing it because we do operate on on visualization is so strong. It's a skill that's not used enough, but you are in control of the thoughts of in, in your in your head and you have to say, that is not a thought that is allowed to exist in my brain. It's not paying rent. Whoever's not calling you back is not paying rent, so they don't get to live there.
1: Right. And the amount of negative thought that goes through our brain on a daily basis is astonishing. So the more you can cut that out, the healthier, happier person you're going to be. Yeah. There's two things you can control. One is how hard you work. And two is how you see the world. Yeah. The rest of it, you really can't control. I mean, you can't control someone's having a bad day outside of your no. situation. I think being a mom and a woman and a business person, we want to control every little part of our worlds. And that's just not possible. But right. we can control how hard we work and the way we see things.
0: Right. And like be very very my my friend Carl White says to to treat your mind and your heart like it was the mind and heart of an 8-year-old little girl. Oh. Like to protect it. Yeah. To protect it. To make sure that you're not talking to my little girl like that. Yes. i like you're we're going to mm that thought's not staying in there. No, we don't talk to her that way. She's 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 perfect and and amazing just as she as she is. And and you can only say nice things to her. And that should be the way that that we allow, you know, a string of consciousness to go through our minds.
1: I agree. I've heard that before, is visualizing yourself as a child and how you would treat, like how that child would want to see your, you treating yourself and that visual, just constantly visualizing, visualizing yourself as a child really can give you a lot more
0: mm-hmm. perspective on things. And part of your perspective too is like, when you're digging through, like I, I commonly, it, for our industry, I think of cold calls and people, cause people don't like them, right? Like people find them to be uncomfortable and they can be uncomfortable. If you, Make if them. you think much deeper than the very surface level, like you can't like allow your stream of consciousness to go into the, oh, they don't like me. Oh, they never answer my call. They must see my caller ID and just, just hit send me to voicemail. Like all this stuff that we do, like, so it, it, keep it super high level and be like, who am I calling? Calling Alicia. No answer, voicemail, super, next call. Like super high level, not Alicia doesn't ever talk to me or answer my phone calls. Right, Um you know, so remembering, like keeping it high level, and that, remembering
1: why you're doing it. What that does it. too, though, like so, even if the realtor doesn't call you back, or if my client, or potential client, doesn't call me back, they saw you called. Mm-hmm. They what they see or what they're going to feel is, oh, they're a tiger. They're gonna mm-hmm. if they're gonna work this hard to get my business, they're mm-hmm. gonna work this hard to help me get through the transaction.
0: Yep, and sometimes that is the that, what they see. Yep. yep. So definitely, if you guys are calling people, whether you're calling your, your lenders, you're calling re- realtors. Um, realtors are my clients, so that's that's who I call. Um, or if you're a realtor calling clients, potential clients, I mean, drop that voice nice now. for
1: you is you have an actual database of people you can call. You can look up realtors in the area and call them. For us, it's hard to figure out where to find our buyers when you're cold calling because mm-hmm. just picking up the white pages, if they still exist.
0: <laughs> What's
1: that? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's probably not the way to do it anymore. There are systems out there where you can find people, but that it that is part of the challenging part too. Yeah, and I can and getting, look up the numbers. Right, yeah, you just I can have look them. up
0: and see I can look up and see if somebody's actually a producing agent. Yes. You know, and I I mean I want to work with people that can give that can actually give, give business. me business. It's not that, you know, am not looking I mean and they have to be nice people. So, but first qualifying point is, you know, have they closed a significant number of transactions that they're actually going to be able to refer me something Um, because I don't want to waste my time.
1: Right. There can be a
0: lot of really nice new agents that have one transaction a year. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) They're so sweet. (laughs) If you got on the ground floor with some of those new ones at the beginning, that might be worth it too if they have the special thing.
0: Yeah, I do that too. I just know that there's different categories of how we love on realtors in certain categories. So yeah, 100%, I do think Uh, So if you're a lender that's, you know, wanting to farm relationships, I mean, don't, don't blow off these new agents because they're hungry. They want to know you and whoever's helping them to get going is going to be their go-to moving forward. Yes, they are more work. Yes, they have to. A lot more questions. A lot more questions, but you know, become a trusted person for them. I figured out how to use my time. When it comes to new agents, yes, I absolutely talk to uh, talk to them. Are they going to go into my 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 big daddy realtor love system? No, they're going to go in my drip system. Right. You know, but at yeah. least they're in your system. They're in my system. They're <laughs> in my system. But also remembering too, like remembering why you're doing whatever, you know, why you're doing real estate, why you're helping these people, you know, what is the end goal? And it makes all the rejection just be a part. That's just a part of life.
1: Yep. And getting over it. You got to get get over it.
0: Yeah, you yep. got to get over it. Get excited about it. Get- I like
1: the getting excited. Yeah. Not there yet, but I like that. That's also going to just be there in the back of my brain.
0: No, I mean, one of my coaching clients, he texted me and he was like, can I walk this transaction through with you? And you have a couple seconds and I called him and he was like, I lo- I'm losing this jumbo deal to this other to this other um, lender And he's like, I just want to make sure that I've done everything I can. And he walked through the situation with me. And he was like, yeah, and what they have to offer them is, you know, going to save them $600 a month compared to what I would. And I was like, Bob, if you had an opportunity to save $600 a month on your mortgage payment, wouldn't you do it?
1: $600 a month is a
0: lot. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, pack their bags, help them go. Tell them that you want them to have the best situation possible. It's $600 a month help them get there, move on, go find another deal.
1: Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's great advice. And then maybe they'll come back to you to refinance or another will. deal
0: or whatever the situation is. They remember is. that you were wonderful and that you gave them great advice. There'll yep. be an opportunity. Tell them. There will be an opportunity. Keep me in your world. Make sure you're calling them. We're going to talk about following up on your past database at some point here too. And so we can map that out. But um, making sure that you're following up with them because I guarantee you whoever took their business is not following up with them. Agreed.
1: Thank you for joining us today.
0: Tune in next week for another episode of Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate.